If you are in that kind of relationship and you are experiencing gaslighting, then you need to know what it sounds like, how you feel, and how you may respond. I don't like to argue, so I say nothing and fume for days. How do I set boundaries without sounding like a jerk? I hate the idea that I might accidentally offend somebody, so sometimes I'd just rather say nothing at all. Welcome to the Language Alchemy Podcast, and thank you for joining me today. This is your host, Alejandra Siroca, a transformative communication teacher and coach devoted to helping you have more peace and more harmony in all your relationships. My message, without exception, is a message of peace. At this time, when I'm recording this episode, our human family in Ukraine is suffering because of the Russian invasion. In times like this, it's important to remember that language has the power to heal and it also has the power to destroy. Language has the power to bring us to war. In this episode, I like to raise our awareness about the power of our language, of your language. Today, I am going to focus on the destructive aspect of language in the form known as gaslighting. I will talk about what gaslighting sounds like so you know what to do when you hear it. And as you're listening to this episode, if you recognize that you use destructive language and are unintentionally gaslighting others, I hope this episode helps you divest yourself from this type of communication. You may hear it in my voice right now if you've been following me for a while. You may notice that I am heartbroken. I'm heartbroken about what's happening with our human family in Ukraine. And I'm also grateful to be in a place where I can enjoy safety and peace. I hope that wherever you are, you take a moment to feel gratitude for the safety you have in this moment. And you join me in acknowledging Ukrainians for their bravery in how they're defending life and truth. What we are experiencing with the invasion of Ukraine is an example of the impact of what's called gaslighting. The origin of the word gaslighting is very interesting. According to the Britannica Encyclopedia, the term was coined after the movie Gaslight, a movie that became popular in the 40s. In the movie, a husband was trying to make his wife believe that she was insane. And he does this by his use of language and tone of voice, by questioning her experience, her feelings, her reality, and also by behaviors that were mysterious. For example, dimming the gas lights in the house, which is how the film got its title. So this word gaslighting that came from this film, in time, became the word to refer to a certain kind of psychological manipulation. The kind that happens over an extended period of time, when one person manipulates another, causing the victim to question the validity of their own thoughts, perception, realities, or memory. This word is not just a colloquial term. What I just shared is the definition from Merriam-Webster, 
This word also shows up in psychological research and psychological journals. What caught my attention here is that this kind of manipulation is done through language, through offering a narrative to a group or another person. And this language comes sometimes in the form of a story, a narrative that leads the group or the other person to doubt their perceptions. The intended goal here is some kind of advantage or benefit for the person engaging in gaslighting. Just like in the movie Gaslight, the husband wanted his wife to believe she was mentally ill because he wanted to institutionalize her and then steal her money. Unfortunately, gaslighting doesn't just happen in movies. It can happen in any relationship, and we are seeing it very clearly now in the situation with Russia and Ukraine. For months, the Russian government has been using the term Russophobia to create a false idea about how Ukrainians felt about Russians. According to Russian journalist Ekaterina Kotrikatske, and I quote, Russian people were forced to believe that there was an attack from the Ukraine side, that Ukraine was trying to kill Russians in Ukraine, and that the Kyiv was killing people because of Russophobia. When there's gaslighting, there are words that are repeated to create a misleading narrative, just like the term Russophobia. Now, the narrative created when there's gaslighting can also be a full story or series of full stories that are the complete opposite of the truth. For example, according to CNN, and I quote, while Russian operatives were active in Crimea, Russian officials continually denied their presence and manipulated the distrust of political groups in their favor. Or when in the middle of February of 2022, Russia deployed 150,000 troops to their Ukrainian border while claiming it was Russia, the one being provoked by Ukraine. Another feature of gaslighting is to claim that someone who is gaslighting is the only source of true information, while again communicating to the recipient of the gaslighting and the one who has a different experience that they are out of their mind for thinking or experiencing that way. We've all had a share of political gaslighting in the past six years all over the world. To give you a concrete example, Putin is saying Russia is only targeting military infrastructure, but apartment buildings have been shelled and Ukrainian civilians have been finding rockets in residential streets since the beginning of the invasion. So in essence, you could say that gaslighting is lying to obtain an advantage to oneself while misleading the other person so that they question what they experience as true. Now, you may say, okay, this is happening in politics, but how about personal relationships, Alejandra? Well, Politics is carried out by human beings who, like you and me, are also relational beings. Now, in any relationship where there is gaslighting, gaslighting tends to happen in relationships in which there's a power imbalance. The person who's doing the gaslighting has a perceived position of power, 
and they see the other as vulnerable or fearful. Now, let me give you some examples here of the characteristics of gaslighting that you may be exposed to. And if you are in that kind of relationship and you are experiencing gaslighting, then you need to know what it sounds like, how you feel, and how you may respond. So here we go. If someone is gaslighting you, then in that relationship, they are the one in power. And what they start to do very subtly is they start to correct your thinking, telling you that your thinking is wrong, that you are making stuff up, saying things like, what you are saying doesn't make sense at all. Do you even hear yourself? Or you are imagining this. Or come on, I was joking. You take everything so personally all the time. Or you are always so sensitive. Take a chill pill. Or it's time for reality check. Something else that you may hear when someone is gaslighting is that they invalidate or dismiss your emotions. So, for example, they may say something like, you're always so dramatic. Or, you always make a big deal out of nothing. Or, you are being paranoid. Or, you're overreacting. Or, you're too emotional. And an additional thing that can happen when someone is gaslighting you is that they contradict or question your statements, your experience, or your memory. For instance, by saying something like, that never happened, this is what happened. Or, I didn't say that, this is what I said. Or, I didn't do that, this is what I did. Or, I'm the only one who's the victim here, not you. I am the one who should be mad at you. Or, you are the one who should be apologizing to me. I should not be the one apologizing to you. Now, of course, I want to remind you that these phrases are used again and again. They're not just something that happens just once. When gaslighting occurs, this language is frequently repeated. And the way to know that this language is happening often is that when you hear this language, you feel consistently confused, disoriented, or doubtful of your thoughts, your experience, your feelings. And you start to lose your confidence or your self-esteem. And you become more dependent on the other person to tell you what's true about yourself or your thoughts. Another way to know that you are having these experiences of gaslighting is to pay attention to your internal language. Because in your internal dialogue, you will hear something like, am I going crazy? Am I really too emotional? Did this thing actually happen? Oh, I need to apologize again. It's really my fault. Or I need to read more about this and research more to prove to that other person what I am experiencing, what I am feeling, or that what I'm thinking is true. 
Now, if you find yourself in interactions and relationships in which you are constantly experiencing gaslighting, you can follow what Ukrainian President Zelensky said to his nation. And I quote, We will be defending ourselves because our weapon is truth. Our truth is that this is our country, our land, our children, and we will defend all of this. Yes, this is when conscious defense comes in in communication. You need to have the transformative communication tools to engage in conscious defense if you are in a relationship in which there is gaslighting. To engage in conscious defense, you need to assert yourself. You do this by talking about your experience and remaining centered and focused on talking about you, not the other person. When I was giving you all these examples about gaslighting, you may have noticed that the most frequent word there was the word you. When you engage in conscious defense and you assert yourself and your experience, you need to use the word I a lot. So for example, you may say, this is my experience. This is really how I feel. Or I hear your disagreement and this is how I think. Or this is what's clear to me. Or yes, we can have different perspectives and I am not imagining things. Or my feelings are my feelings. Or I know very well what I experienced. Of course, your body language and tone of voice is really important when you engage in conscious defense. But we'll leave that for another podcast episode. For now, let's recap what you've heard. In this episode, we talked about gaslighting, the origin of the word and its meaning. I also shared with you how to identify if you are receiving or engaging in gaslighting. I taught you the language that's used, the impact it has, and how you can respond if you are experiencing gaslighting. And of course, this whole episode started by raising your awareness about the power that language has to destroy, to harm, to damage. As usual, I would love to hear how this episode and the podcast in general resonates with you. If you're on my mailing list, you can email me directly. You can also send me a comment or a question on languagealchemy.com forward slash podcast question. I'll add that link to the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. And a special thanks to my client, Peter, for learning to use conscious defense in his communication and connect to his own precious value. May you be aware of the power of your language and may you choose to communicate in ways that bring forth peace and healing. And may the Ukrainian members of our human family have protection, safety, and peace. Until next week, and as we say in Argentina, ciao, ciao. Original music by Gary Lapo. You can find all links in the show notes at languagealchemy.com.